2: The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and
3: Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
4: Final segment here on a Monday. That means a few things around these parts. We go to the phones to catch up with Pittsburgh's hardest working media member, Chris Carter, folks. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. The Locked on Steelers podcast. Uh... The Pittsburgh Post Gazette, WPXI, a regular here on SNR CC. How we doing, partner?
2: Doing all right, fellas. You know, I just want to say though, it is Black Panther week. Wakanda Forever comes out, so uh, with everything that we say today, I will be saying Wakanda Forever.
3: There it is.
4: I like I love, I love, I love this guy, I tell you. I love this guy. <laughs> always always comes ready with something to say and yeah, for that it. we love are it, grateful. Uh CC, we need your help here deciding a little uh conversational debate that we had earlier on in the show all right so we've done some nfl midseason awards today as we kind of you know wrap up our final bi-week-esque show if you will uh before we turn the page to new orleans for for the rest of the week um nfl comeback player of the year
3: dun dun dun
4: who do you have the penn state guy saquon barkley or the mountaineer geno smith your two favorite (laughs) schools where do you go (laughs)
2: <laughs> you trying to put me in a spot here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. Oh, boo,
0: We are Penn State. A-boo. We are.
2: Because, but here's, here's my reasoning, Wes. Saquon Barkley, when he came into the league, he was a star. And then he fell off a little bit, and now he's back. Geno
3: Smith, to come
4: back means you had to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you to be
3: somewhere. <laughs> now hold on, Chris. Before they
4: they wrote him back. off. I mean he, had to, be, s- off, he had to though. be somewhere to get that letter,
3: right? He just decided not to write him back, but they definitely wrote <laughs> off him. They wrote him off.
4: <laughs> no, that was that was Motz's point too, was you know, kind of like the 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 Ryan Tannehill right has been the exception to this this rule. Whereas you could
3: just play bad and not be hurt. You could just play
4: play bad and then play good and you win the award as opposed yeah. to you know like the Alex Smith right. style or, or some of those others that we think. Now you got
3: to go with the most of entries? Like geez, the Alex Smith style. Like bro, yeah, That's just the most, oh, geez, that man. That was the most recent one. That's on that that was on your mind. Right, like, ben had one. an elbow. You could have went with that one. He Jeez. didn't win it though. Gosh, because Alex
4: Smith's leg fell Alex
3: Alex Smith's leg. Like God dang man. What? God Jesus. Think of the
4: (laughs) the kids out there listening. Oh
3: no. But speaking of the kids, man, (laughs) we have been seeing that, you know, we're still on the hunt. People are still not as satisfied with coaching staffs and things like that. And Mm -hmm. obviously, New people have become available. Uh Frank Wright, name that finally came available this morning. Um people talking about him, so to speak. Did you have any thoughts on him any interest in him potentially joining the pittsburgh stills at some point in time in the future i mean sure but i i don't think it's feel like everyone's
2: like i am right now i'm like wait a second wait a second let's wait and see who all is available at the end of the season you know because you never know what young genius might come available or what coach you might be like oh wow this guy's a better fit than frank Wright. i, I gotta say I am perplexed about how that situation has played out there in Indy. Frank Wright was their guy. Like, he started coaching for, for them in 2006. He stayed there for six seasons, bounced around the NFL a little bit, and then gets his, get his first head coaching job back at the place where he got it start. Like, I, I was – and, you know, he had found ways to keep them afloat, even while they've been through some really rough situations. They, I don't think they've had the best GM situations. And then Jim Hersey is just like, nah, get out of here. Now, I will say – you know, there's some things on the on that roster that are perplexing. Like, Quentin Nelson has gone from one of the best offensive of linemen in the in the NFL to getting his butt kicked every day, and I'm like, that ain't normal. Like, like you know, the Steelers' problem right now isn't that Cam Hayward's getting eaten alive, or that T.J. Watt well, he's hurt, but it's not like T.J. Watt's playing and he's playing terribly. You know, but that, there are some concerning things there. But you know, I was I'm a I'm a little perplexed as to why this happened, but. Is Frank right from the Steelers to look at? Absolutely. But I want to I remind people that, like, you don't want to lock yourself into somebody until you see everyone else is out there because then there could be some other offensive genius that could becomes available, and then you're going to be sitting there like, oh, man, we should have waited for that guy. You know, let this play out. Let's see how this happens. Um, and get him on the phone be like, hey, Frank, we like you and we want to do this, so don't take any jobs. Uh, right away, but just know that we will be we will be in touch with you uh, when the time comes.
3: Now you trying to have your cake and eat it too? That's oh, yeah. like you telling your lady, "Hey, babe, I want to get serious with you down the line." But let me, let me play the field just for a little bit. But you don't leave anywhere either now, okay? Because I'm still interested in you. You know that don't work like that. Come on, Chris. You ain't going to be able to tell Frank to chill, and we're going to go court all these Chris, other people and check the options Chris out, wants baby. to Come dance on, with all the man. girls at the prom first yes. before
4: asking one of them to go steady. It's smart. it's smart. Come on now.
2: Listen, when you a high caliber prospect, <laughs> they'll wait. for you. They'll line up for you. Uh oh. Yes. Yes. yes, sir, Mr. Moats. Sir, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a phone call. Because here's the thing: is that I do think the Steelers have been in a position on the offensive side of the ball, and they've tried to fl- sign guys to their staff. People did not know what oh, direction this offense was going. Because Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. we didn't even know last this time last year if he would retire this year. Like we all mm-hmm. thought it. But no, everyone knew that there was the yep, back of their mind, true. Ben, because know what I'm still yeah. if, if I'm an offensive assistant out there, if I'm looking to make my mark in an offense, do I really want to saddle myself to old man Ben Roethlisberger no. and then not be sure if they're, if they're going to go get a franchise quarterback the next year? You're right. So, no, yep. I wouldn't. So, but now you have Kenny Pickett. And whatever people think about Kenny Pickett, he's a first-round quarterback. You're going to be investing around him. You got already two second-round picks. You might get mm-hmm. more if, by the, by, by, you know, by the time the draft comes around, you give an offensive guy – you, say, you give a, go out to the, the market and say, hey, offensive assistants of the world who are deciding where their next job is going to be, you're getting a young quarterback, a young tight end, a young running back, a young wide receiver, an offensive line that we're about to throw a lot of money at and a lot of draft picks at, mm-hmm. who wants to you know, set the tone with one of the jewel crown organizations of the NFL. That will be a pitch that they'll be able to sell out to a lot of people. And if Frank Wright – if he if he wants to make if he wants to get his career right and get it on the back track he'll wait for that and that's what the Steelers have to say you don't have to you don't let people pressure you into decisions you make them when you're you're good and well and ready and that's just where I think the Steelers need to be here
4: I think that's well said by you and and there's a timeline to all this stuff and uh and obviously what Frank Reich wants is well too um but yeah that's it's it's going to be interesting I like how you lay that out as well too with the the uncertainty at quarterback that there was this time last year. That's
3: a, a very valid point by our mm-hmm. buddy Chris Carter. And I think it's also going to be interesting too when we see what other teams that, you know, are obviously struggling offensively that might be looking for a coordinator, how our job would line up against some of those opportunities as well as some of those younger cornerbacks potentially. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what if
4: What if? Right, what if, uh, Eric, like if, what if Eric Biennium ends up taking a head coaching job right, that's what and I'm Andy uh-huh. Reid's on the line calling right. him?
3: What if Doug Peterson, the head Johnny coach Jackson, that, he, that he won a yeah. Super Bowl with, is is calling him? What if have such, Trevor Lawrence. That's, like, I look at that situation. What and if like, something man, happens with the Buffalo Bills and
4: they want to bring hey, hey, first off, chill the off, old playoff chill hero wait, Frank yeah, chill out,
3: wait, Chill out. It, it, Buffalo is good. They're going 9 out the rest of the hey, way, right? You name anybody else, leave them out of this. They're good. Yeah, Chris, you
4: see where mozi's noggins at on this Monday <laughs> he, afternoon.
3: Drew he's got, <laughs> he,
2: he, he drew the line. He was not having any. Okay. Uh, he's still we, got we nightmares of Sauce Carter
3: running through his need, Oh, no, none of that. We don't know any controversy, none of that. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We love the direction we're in.
4: <laughs> Chris, speaking of directions here, let's turn the page last few minutes of this conversation and, and talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. What changes... Here now, and and I want to I want to stay particularly with the offense because on the defense we know what changes. It's hopefully T.J. Watt returning and and the, the getting back the reigning uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. On the offensive side of things, we know that uh, this Sunday against the Saints at home will be the first time the offense will go without Chase Claypool this year. Uh, what does that mean for Pickens, for Deontay Johnson, for Kenny Pickett? Now with hopefully a, a week to to reset, do some self-evaluating and scouting realistically, what is the first step forward for this offense, right? Because I, I think we can all agree there's a lot of different areas where they need to improve, but if you can only nail one of those down and, and, you know, start to get it moving in the right direction against the Saints on Sunday, what do you think is most realistic in that regard?
2: Simplify the offense, and I said this with my uh, with, with my Locked On Steelers episode uh, that, that, that's out there today for everyone to listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you go out there and you look at the, the film that Kenny Pickett's had, I think you can legitimately say, hey, you know what? This, this, this guy's had some good moments, but he's looking at too much here. He's considering too many things. And I think that when you're, when you're a, a young offensive player, this game is moving even faster than it is for everyone else. And what, what you can do to help that guy is say, listen, Kenny, on, these given, on any given play on these plays, your primary reads are this guy and this guy, and then you have a safety But you're not. You know, the Steelers, they've operated for years because Ben Roethlisberger was supposed, it's supposed to be the, the franchise quarterback who knows the offense. You can say all five guys are available at any point in time, and it's your job to find them. Kenny Pickett's not a, not a, not a franchise quarterback yet. He still has to develop into that. But the key to developing into that is, is going to be you know, being able to, to, to kind of settle in. And sometimes that might be limiting how many things he has to look at and account for on any given play. That's where I think that the Steelers have the best chance as far as turning things around, is if they can go into this in, into the, the, the second half of the season and say, you know what, you got Deontay Johnson, who according to ESPN Analytics is the best at getting open in the NFL right now, and you got George Pickens, who everyone knows, if you can just get him the football, you're going to be in a, in a good place. I think you're, you're going to be looking at that and saying, you know what, this, this will make it things simpler for Kenny Pickett. You get him some more shot plays to those guys, and then you can get some sparks going. And, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of success to spark other success. You know, Matt Canada, we asked him that last week during the bye week. You know, he's like, you know what, we can't expand the playbook because we're not doing the basic stuff right now. And I think to do the basic stuff, simplify it. Whittle down how many people he has, to, he has to consider every play. Make the read simpler. Get it to the playmakers and let them win for you. And you know what? I, I think you got some good opportunities to do that. You got the, the New Orleans Saints coming up, who are the 23rd ranked defense in the NFL. You're gonna you're gonna have games against the Panthers, the Raiders. Um, you know you're gonna have the games against the Falcons. Some of these are the worst defenses in the league right now as far as points allowed. And um, you know this is gonna be a chance for you to kind of get make things simpler
3: and let him get on the good foot. And I'm actually glad that you took that approach, too, because I, too, have had a similar thought process in terms of simplifying it for Kenny. But I guess my devil's advocate or my dilemma is if I'm simplifying it too much, am I going to hinder what Kenny essentially does well, which is, you know, be this sort of gamer, be this sort of guy that can improvise at times, can run an offense at a high level? That's stuff that, you know, people talk about coming from Pitt. That was the things that made him unique, that made him, sort of speak, special. Whereas when you're talking about limiting him to these are the specific reads that you're making. These are the specific guys that are technically hot on this particular player. They get the green light. Does that limit him? Does that take away some of the things that he potentially does that makes him good in his own right? I mean, it could limit it. Like, it, it could limit the thing, limit some things
2: and make him miss it. But you know what? He's not seen the whole field He's right now. He's definitely not. And He's not. It, 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 but I think just in my experience of watching quarterbacks develop, sometimes you got to narrow it down to get some success in places that you can expand the, the, the vision. you got to get him to see the, 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 these certain things here. And then when he starts hitting on those, then he starts to build up and understand, okay, this is how this works. You know, it's – it's it's like it's like riding a bike you know you wouldn't ask your ass, ask a kid to, to you know be doing tricks and do popping right. wheelies before you take put it, let them ride on the training wheel and I, I'm not saying that, that Kenny Pickett is some child that he have to, you have to look after, but this NFL game
3: is so complex. It's so fast. It's such a different level. you can't say all that. No. Ooh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember he, he's 32, most pro ready. That's already told us. All right. Come on, man. You, you, you know this already now. He played in the big 33 y'all, game y'all back told, in 1987. Y'all told me he played ACC, was supposed to be Heisman and all this other stuff. I'm messing with you. But you know what they were saying though. <laughs> you know what they say. I'm not playing with you. I I am joking. But that's their energy. You notice. Know I, I know. <laughs> I know. It, it, you know how they it, act. It, it is ridiculous. So close. Okay, but, but that's why you said he's 32.
2: It, it, it's so, so that? Your, <laughs> I, I said I said this last week, you know, and and Alan Saunders uh, of Pittsburgh Sports now said this on my podcast. You're already out of coming out of college doesn't mean that you're ready to go star in the yes. NFL. Correct. It means you're ready to get your butt handed to you and then <laughs> grow in the right way. Yes, and now I think that now that Kenny Pickett's had his butt handed to him a couple times, he can he, let's let's now start to see the growing process. Simplify the offense. How does he do in those moments? Does he make, keep making mistakes? Does he grow from these? Does he learn from his mistakes. If you see even just that, that slight progress, just week to week, going into the for the rest of the season, that's the sign. Hey. So far, that quarterback, he's learning in the NFL. There's a chance for him to be your franchise guy. It's not going to be an overnight thing. Um, but that, that's why I see is, you know what, you might be sacrificing you know, him having fourth and fifth read progressions uh, in offenses, but you know what, that's fine. Right now, you ain't, you ain't doing it. You're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year. What you're trying to do is develop that guy, and the best way to do that, get it, let him get to his first, second, first, second and maybe third reads in an offense before you start asking him to do things that you ask of a five- or six-year
3: vet. And I would agree with that. And something that would also help him is more consistency with this running game. So with that being the case, what are your thoughts on that improving <laughs> after the bye week? Are we optimistic? How are you feeling any type of hope with that without having to, you know, have a mass change or does a mass change need to happen in order for this running game to be more consistent from your perspective? You know, I think that part of what the run game has to
2: happen is part of what we're talking about here with Kenny Pickett because a lot of no team is, is, is afraid of the Steelers passing the ball and they're flying up to the line of scrimmage. It's not just lining up guys in the box. It's their, their first, second, and third steps are we're taking out Najee Harris as soon as he's on the field. We're making sure that he doesn't beat us because if we let him bust loose, this this this, this Steelers offense is going to uh, is going to be a problem. They're going to be annoying. We need to snuff him. We need to snuff him in the run game out. Make sure he's not a factor and force Kenny Pickett to beat it. But if Kenny Pickett can hit on some of those shot plays, it's going to force them to think a little bit more. It's going to force them to be a more balanced defense, and it's going to open up chances for the run game. And part of it's because you don't have that offensive line right now. And I, I think that they will invest in it very soon, especially in this draft class and in free agency heading into next season. But, you know, this offensive line, how you help them is you play with play action, you, play, you find ways to balance, to balance def- uh, keep defenses uh, looking at a balanced offense, and then get that there. And if you do that, I think that the run game opens up. Heck, go back and look at some of Najee Harris' best runs this year, as well as Jalen Warren. They often come after a big pass play or when, when defenses have to respect other things in the Steelers' offense on a given play. So uh, I think, again, you simplify things. You're not going to get Kenny Pickett lighting it up, people up for 400 yards and six touchdowns or anything like that. But you are going to get him to, to probably be more efficient, may hit on some more big plays. And let the playmakers of this offense make plays. And with T.J. Watt back, you're also hoping that you don't have to do that too much because your defense is playing a lot better.
4: Chris Carter, our friend, your friend, one-third of the Migos, the hardest working man in the Pittsburgh sports media Read his work in the Post-Gazette. Listen to him on the Locked on Steelers podcast, WPXI, SNR. CC, buddy, we know it's a busy week. It's always a busy time. Uh, we appreciate your time, as always. Great stuff. Thank you.
0: I just
2: want to say rest in peace to take off, member of the Migos. I know we often joke about the Migos and how we were that. It was uh, truly sad to, to, to hear that we lost him one
4: hundred percent 100%. Uh,
2: so, uh, that was uh, – that, that that was a very sad thing, and it made me feel bad. Because like we we take such pride in the Migos. Cause yeah, that's yeah, our, yeah. That's like our our mm-hmm. group, That's like our our joke of a group name. Uh, but that's they, our they, alter ego. They, uh, they, they right, they, but they made themselves a staple in, in the music industry, uh, and, and it's, it was sad to see Takeoff, uh, you know, uh, be, be be lost in such a way. So just wanted to shout that out there because I know people call us the Migos the whole time, and I didn't want to leave that off the table. But with that being said, uh, I hope everyone does have a great weekend. Uh, Wakanda forever.
4: What of forever? I can't stand. And Kenny Bliss.
3: What kind forever?
4: I mean, this guy. I, I tell you, I can't stand him. You know the one thing he did. You know the one thing he didn't say. If he's still there on the line, I don't know if he is or not. He's he's oh yeah, there he is. Oh, there it is. You know, see him? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 CC Friday night. You can run, but you can't hide. Hail the pit? Oh, now almost. Now, seven. Come on.
3: Almost yo,
2: seven. I knew you was gonna do this, West. I'm still here. I'm just letting you know. You <laughs> talk Smack for four months. Four months about Wesley football and what you was gonna do and come up into Aquitur Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then it was gonna be 75% mm-hmm. of the
4: fans. Now hold on, now Matt. all right, easy pat Narduzzi. <laughs> Settle down, call
3: plugging his headphones back in cuz can he can't miss him. this no, right no. now. Yo, he's so fired up. I can hear him through your headphones. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I've been running my mouth for four months, you know why? Cause real fans are here all the time. Win, lose, draw, good season, bad season. I don't run, I wear it on my sleeve. So even if you do beat WVU in hoops on Friday night, which would be the first time they would have done so, since 2011, really by feel. the way.
3: Tell them how you really feel I
4: still be here. Like Elton Like Elton, Like Elton John. I'm still standing Get better him. than ever did. Kidding. <laughs>
3: Defend yourself, Chris. Defend yourself. I'm just
2: sitting here like, first of all, you're going to act
3: like you've
4: been playing each other for 10 years. Five straight. One, two, three,
3: four. Five of them things in a Rizzy. Anything you say,
4: fifth. Chris, go ahead. Defend yourself.
3: Fifth. He's pleading the I have a secret document that I need you gentlemen to see. Oh, no. Fifth. He said he got five on it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) What is happening, what is... Gonna... Chris, we
4: love
2: you.
3: We love you, man. Uh-huh. We love it. see Friday, Wes. And we will
2: have
3: the hostility. Yo, I love There's it. our guy. I love it, Chris
4: Carter, the best in the business. You know, I was at the Peterson Event Center Saturday night uh-huh. for the Billy Strings concert. Uh-huh. I'm scared. Can-, can I, I take marked, my headphones I marked, off I now? marked my territory in there.
3: Okay, respect, respect, I was respect, like, you respect. know what,
4: right now I'm calling upon all the angels yes. and the demons in conjunction together <laughs> to manifest a big win on Friday night. Oh, it's it's the best sports time of the year. Bro, y'all Football's in full swing, NFL and college getting real good. This is true. Hockey's going, this NBA's is going, the World Cup starts here in a couple weeks, college hoops are back tonight, and Arthur Motes... What's up? Baseball gone. All right. Yeah. Knock, knock,
3: knock for that. <laughs> we always thank you guys for allowing us to get a little goofy here on the show. And we always appreciate the World Series ending in a timely manner as well. Very timely. Very grateful. Very, Very timely. Grateful.
4: Thank you. Uh, and thanks to our buddy Chris Carter for his time. It's always great stuff. Mozi, just a couple tweets here to get to mm-hmm. before we go. A little bit lighter today on the tweets, but I expected that. It's coming out of a bye week. There's not a Steelers, you know, reaction to be had today. But we still got some of the OGs on the tweets here. What are they talking right. about Dan? What
3: are they talking about? Steeler
4: Nation 920 tweets us and says, "I'm really hoping out of the bye, we run uh, more bigger sets on offense." I would love that. I'd like to see more of number 30, Jalen Warren. Hopefully, off of that, we can start running a little bit more play action. Throwing 30 plus times a game, too much for number eight. Also, God bless the Lions. These cheeseheads are quiet. <laughs> Francis tweets us and says, "Happy Monday. I figured this all out over the bye week. The Steelers' struggles are simply because West doesn't wash his feet." Wes, go ahead and do that so we can win some. You're games. right. You
3: you are a shower. Let the water run down. Don't think I, you forgot that. Yeah. No. I
4: love it when I love it when <laughs> our tweeters on the show reference a joke from. A, Facts. I mean, that's from that was from
3: a year, two years we ago. We were in that the was, old we
4: were in the old studios. When we had the, the pandemic, f- the foot washing. Yeah, day. Yeah,
3: that was during the pandemic, <laughs> where, bro. Where Absolutely. Feet, where
4: feet washing took over the show for a day.
3: Because you caught me off guard when you told me that you was like, did you know? That not everybody it, it pop, washes their feet.
4: A, an ABC News report like, popped into my timeline. Like 30% of people, they don't, they don't when they shower, they, they don't actually scrub their feet. They just let the soap hey, roll what? down. <laughs> and then I think Carter
3: was on with us but that day. But it wasn't even the feet. It was like, I thought it was like from the, knees from the knee down, down. From the yeah, knees yeah, down. From the knees down. Yeah, like 30% like, like, of people don't do wash mean? from the knees yeah. down.
4: Because they just let the soap run down. And, and then... CC
3: said it he, was because you went to West Virginia. And then Virginia. he came
4: on the show like the next segment and was yeah. like, what is all this West Virginia foot washing yeah. nonsense?
3: Because he took it as you don't wash you. <laughs> <I> was just,
4: <laughs> below your below was your knees. sharing the ABC News tweet, all right? Sometimes the messenger got to get got. Sometimes the messenger does get mm-hmm. got. You I think it's 300? all like a European thing. you got to convince me. I know those people from Europe. They they don't wash nothing, let alone their legs and their feet. They will wash their armpits, I doubt. E- Speaking of Europe... England, specifically, our buddy Britsburg-Owen.
3: Shout out to Britsburg. only
4: one Britsburg-Owen. owen Hey! He says, he uses some great uh, English vernacular here, too. Mm. He says, with the Colts sacking Reich today, that's what the British say for firing. Ah, which sounds a lot better, okay, by the okay, way. Okay, okay, okay. Well, like, like the news report in, 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 in London today would mm-hmm. say, oh, breaking news out of Indianapolis, where the Colts head coach, head gaffer, Frank Reich, just got sacked the head gaffer? by Jim Irsay. Where's that gaffer? It's another word for coach. Manager. Uh, coach. All right.
3: Sacking is what they say. You made me nervous. I was like, I hope I'm not firing. saying anything, it's gonna get me fired. Uh, here's here's
4: the thing. Like we said, in theory, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. if you're telling me Frank Reich was gonna be the next offensive coordinator of the Steelers, sure. Thumbs up. I would approve that hire. But we don't know what does does he only want to be a head coach? Is he willing to take a year out of coaching to to let that happen? Would he want to go back with his buddy Doug Peterson? Would he want to link up with Andy Reid if Eric Bieniemy ends up taking a job? There's there's a lot of variables in this just other than, hey, Frank Wright, good offensive coordinator, let's get him here. So, like I said, if that's the move, big too enthusiastic thumbs up from from Wes, but I think a lot of times we always view this through, oh, it's a fit for us, so let's go get it done. What if he wants to take a year off coaching? What if he wants to stay a head coach? What if he wants to link up with his old buddy Dougie Peterson? There's a lot more variables than just... It seems like a good fit on the surface. CR tweets us. Steeler Nation Chicago. You know we got pit big love for him now. Says, good morning, my brothers. Hope things are going well. You, you too as well, CR. Uh, now that the bye week is over, this team should be able to regroup, come up with some different offensive game plans, and also turn up the wattage on defense.
3: I see what you did there. I see though. what you did there,
4: CR. I think you're absolutely right. I think the offense is going to improve over these next nine games. I think the defense will be much better. And I think the Steelers are going to... Get some wins down the stretch here, particularly in these next four games. I like I like New Orleans at home. Cincinnati, okay, tough. But at Indy, they just fired their head coach. That shows you how things are going there this season. At Atlanta, they just had what could be kind of a back-breaking loss on Sunday. Maybe that sends them back uh, towards what we thought they would be this year. They've been playing a little bit over their heads. But, yeah, let's – Let's regroup on offense. Let's dial up the wattage on defense. And potentially
3: let's, in a good little section right now, man. Yeah, let's
4: get some wins down the stretch here. Let's or have a months. little fun. Rob Dollar tweets us. What up, Rob? And all right. says, man, it felt good to get some yard work done this weekend and not having to worry about being done before the game came on.
3: Salute you.
4: <laughs> no doubt about that. I'm like, hey, honey, Sunday, you want to go out to breakfast? You want to go out to brunch? Let's take hey, babe, our time. What, what
3: you want to do today
4: It's your world. <laughs> Jason tweets and says, agree or disagree, two things that need to improve the most are execution and consistency. I would agree. I mean, you've been preaching that. Absolutely. There's plays there to be made. Uh-huh. They are being made at times. This is true. But on offense and defense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not consistently enough. Yinzer Steve tweets us and says, any update on Damante KZ? I'm excited to see those three safety sets along with Nothing TJ Watkins. Yeah, a little quiet yes. on that front. Yes,
3: and they've been quiet for a little while now surrounding him specifically. So, yeah, I- I'm not fully really sure.
4: Not fully sure, although certainly Yen's or Steve want to keep an eye on because I'm with you. I I was very intrigued by what I thought he could add to this defense throughout preseason and training Mm -hmm. camp, and hopefully we'll see that materialize here at some point. Last word of the day goes to Sensei.
3: What up, Sensei?
4: Says, I use the bye week to get my mind right. Hey, that's what you got to do. If you ain't getting your mind right, what are you doing? He says, I'm pumped and I'm ready to roll this weekend. Do you guys think Kenny's comments about everyone uh, needing to be on the same page, start doing their homework, doing more studying of the playbook, will have an effect going forward? Motsi, what do you say about that? You're the one who's obviously been in these locker rooms.
3: Um, it's going to work one or two ways because guys get pissed off by that, and rightfully so. They can say, hey,
4: you're a rookie. What are you doing telling me what to do?
3: No, but in the sense of this, man, you're either going to let your pride and ego get in the way And your response is, hey, you're a rookie. I don't have to listen to you. And you're going to continue on with the process. But the results aren't going to change. And ultimately, by the end of the year, you'll probably be getting your job replaced. Or others. Or you take it as, hey, man, this dude is actually right. Because all of us as a whole haven't been operating with enough detail in our work. Literally, we can go down the list. Anybody that has put on that jersey and played in a game this year, I can assure you, I can circle plays where they need to be better. Any of them. Top to bottom. hmm 100% guaranteed. hmm Like, that's where we're at with it. That does come from lack of preparation at times. That does come from lack of understanding the intimate details of your assignment. Just because you're running cover three doesn't mean that you don't have to study what the details are, the little nuance. Also, what is the offense going to do to attack you in that? Mm-hmm. Then you get down to the personnel. Then you get down to the tips and the traits and the keys. And then you look at yourself and what are you telling them? Tips, traits, keys on film. Yeah, that's a lot of studying. Yes, it you is. got to do more of it offensively. Just because you're supposed to, you know, run it out at five yards. Are you getting that four? Or are you running that five? Or are you running that six? you playing your foot and going, or are you just doing a little banana route? Are you making it look like this is really a route? Or is this one of those where it's just window dressing, and now you're not clearing out for the guy that's coming behind you who is actually the primary person for this play? That's detail. You might just see, oh, I had out route, but not understanding big pitch and not understanding the intimate knowledge either, which is, hey, you're not the target right here, but you are the clear out. That clear out is just as important as if you were the target guy because you're clearing a a defender. So, yeah, across the board, man, he's absolutely right. So hopefully it does have that type of positive impact. But we will see because this is a new group. We have never seen this particular group go through this and also on the hills of those type of comments. So we're going to see how they respond to it.
4: That we are. That'll begin Sunday, 1 o'clock against the Saints. Those Saints in action tonight on Monday Night Football against the Ravens. We'll be locked into that one. Uh, No show tomorrow due to the Mike Tomlin press conference at noon, but we will be back in your ears and in your hearts Oh yeah! for a Motos Wednesday on Wednesday afternoon. Big thanks to Chris Carter for joining us as always, to all of you tweeting and listening. We appreciate you guys as always. And finally... Last but certainly not least, the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Moats III. But, but, who, me? We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. You know where to find us. As always, it's at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold.
0: Steelers Nation Radio.